Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> Did you bring wine? I got the glasses. You guys, I made a quiz. No, I didn't bring anything, but I'm here to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the official Broad Wasted podcast, where we're drunk on theater. I'm your host, Brian Plofsky, and after all these years, marry me. Not Mrs. A, but the chief cook and bottle washer. Don't ama me at the social center. All the girls in a row say that there's not enough magic, but with this blue crystal and colored light, we can make it. Joining us today are the usual apples don't, that don't fall very far from the tree in the rink including Kevin Wallflower Jager. I was so not there until that last moment. I'm so ashamed of myself. You mean when I said the ring? The ring. The ring. And gave yeah. you the answer? Yep. <laughs> I Kimberly. Well, I think this is the next. This is the, the Kimberly song is the one from the show, I think. I don't know. I've never seen it. Kimberly are what happened to the old days game master and unofficial babysitter for the hour. Sure. Uh, and with us is someone who you uh, may have seen in a Bronx sale, The Lion King, Beautiful, or The Girl from North Country. Let's give a big Broadway so welcome to friend of the show. Friend of, friend the, of show. the show. Camber Sprong. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. We're so pleased to have you here. Um, but before we start with anything, what are you drinking? What are you drinking? a little red wine i think this is just a i want to say it's a sangiovese you know mm. a little italian that's my favorite awesome are you primarily a red wine drinker it's seasonal it's fall now so i'm, I'm <laughs> into my reds but of course in the summer i'll have my chardonnay i'm i'll, I'll drink whatever i'm feeling you know <laughs> Totally. I, your answer of it's seasonal is my favorite thing because that's 100% true. <laughs> on yeah. the, on the, I'll go next on that note. I'm drinking Oktoberfest beer, a Sam Adams Oktoberfest. Again, seasonal. I understand that it is not October. So uh, uh, I think I'll be okay, though. Close. You're close. All right. Thank you. Know, you. October is also a feeling. It's it's on yes. Halloween and you know it's apple picking. That's a great one. hundred well, percent. Wait, no. I love mm. your line. I love your line. October is a feeling. I'm gonna yeah. steal that. <laughs> <laughs> We've only been recording for like two minutes, and everything you've said is quotable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kevin, are you gonna give us a nice quote? What are you drinking? Okay. So I get, just got creative because I just looked what's in my house. And so I am drinking Mezcal and orange juice. Um, okay. I'm not mad at it. I'm really not. Like, I thought it was going to be, like, not a good combo. But, like, it, it's smooth and a little spicy. I love that. 
Uh, Kimberly, right. did you did you concoct something or a little bit more yeah, straightforward? I'm, I'm also quite seasonal. And with the seasons changing, my throat's a little scratchy. So I have some hot rooibos tea with whiskey in a Lion King mug. Ooh, yeah. that's a nice Lion King mug. Thank you. It says the Lion King on the other side. Oh, where's this camera? There it is. Oh, that's nice. But I prefer just the lion head. You know, not as obvious that it's the Lion King. Totally. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I think it's pretty obvious. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, Doesn't well, quite spell it out the same way as the title. Like, yeah. Oh, literally, you mean? <laughs> yeah, but I like that he looks at everyone while I drink. Sure. Because, <laughs> because he lives in you. Yeah. Wait, this is a great question. Which lion do we think this is? Is this Mufasa or Simba? That's Mufasa. No? Yeah. That would be that would be I my guess. So He's giving me the Mufasa, like stern, wise, you know, smug. Yeah. I mean, it's just, yeah, that's definitely Mufasa. Or it's I think it's Scar and it's really weird merchandising. <laughs> yeah. They just, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's a, a show pre- about the demise of the Lion King Scar. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pre Scar Scar. Yeah. Oh, what would they Wait, can you do like um, Wicked but Scar? So like a young scar before he's evil <laughs> in college. One short day roaming out of the pride lands. Like, <laughs> I'm obsessed with this. It's definitely before he got a perm. Cause you know, scar has like the wavy good mm. that goes like Which this. You know, so many, when he turned bad, he got his hair lit. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we'll, we'll start with our first question. Uh, what's your favorite musical? Oh man, my favorite musical. I mean, that's seasonal too. The first thing that came to my head was Rent. Um, yeah, I did Rent in college. It was one of the first musicals I fell in love with in high school. The music always hits hard for me. You know, I always have an emotional connection to the to the angel um, storyline. Yeah, I love Rent. And it's just, I mean, it's so New York. It, it makes me feel like super free. Anytime I feel like uninhibited, I think of, you know, the time when I was in high school, just like crazy musical theater kids singing Rent. Like that, that, that was a powerful time for me. Mm-hmm. Who did you play in college? I was in the ensemble. Yes. Yeah, it was like, it was my sophomore year. Um, and no, it was freshman year because that was the whole thing. Freshmen usually don't get cast, but um, yeah. So me and my friend Blaine, we were the and Matt Hill, we were the only freshmen to be cast in Rent, and we had the time of our lives. It's so much fun. Cool, you're you're a star. Yeah. I saw some, yeah, you know? <laughs> funny ensemble for sure. Where where did you go to school? Uh, Cincinnati College Conservatory of Music. Oh, nice. Cool. So you know all about La Rosa's Pizza and Skyline Chili. Oh yeah. And Grater's Ice Cream. Well, I'm actually from Cincinnati. I grew up oh. about 20 minutes away from campus and a cute little neighborhood called Northside. I don't know if you, you well, you clearly know about Cincinnati. So are you, so are you East Side or West Side? Uh, North Side is, uh, I guess it's more West, but I mean, it's like right next to Clifton and it's pretty central. It's like, it's, it's the heart of Cincinnati. My parents were born and raised in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. And they always joke about how like my dad's from the West side, but my mom's from the East side or something. Mm-hmm. And like, it was like so crazy. They got together. That was a thing definitely in your parents day. I, I don't know if that's like still a thing now though. But yeah. Now, when your parents would like open paper maps and be like this is where the line is right yeah like they have one of those like like an artist that's from like i think the artist that does like the comic zits is from Mm -hmm. cincinnati Mm -hmm. and so like he has this entire like really like big paneled uh thing all about like east side versus west side cincinnati and my parents like bought that and got it framed and it's like in our house like in the guest room and stuff like they're very about cincinnati and all that kind of stuff like a little West Side Story moment for them. A hundred percent. They always joke about that. 
Yeah, that's not, I, yeah, that's not a thing. I mean, I, my, so my partner is also from Cincinnati, uh, but he lives in Batavia. And that's definitely, it's like the country of um, like on the outskirts of Cincinnati. And that's like a big thing. Like the fact that we got together, like we would, if it weren't for us going to high school together in the city, which brought everyone from like different socioeconomic backgrounds, you know, um, to the school, then yeah, we would have never met cross, cross town lovers. That's amazing. Did you go straight from graduating college to New York City? I did, yeah. So we did our little showcase, um, and everyone moved up here that month, like in April. I'm I, a week before showcase. I moved here. Wow. Uh, it was me and my friend Stephanie. We subletted a studio apartment in Harlem, like right across from um, Harlem Tavern. You know. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> And we were so excited. We're like, oh, yeah, we'll make a studio work. And we did. I mean, it was great. And I got a job at Lido. Do you know? Do you guys yeah, know? Uh-huh. I've been to Lido. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I got fired like the next week because I was like, actually, I need to take two weeks off to go do a play at the Muni. And she was like, don't come back. <laughs> oh, no. What did you do at the Muni? Yeah, you booked right away. Yeah, I did um, the Adams Family. Oh, cool! Oh, yes. Was uh, the guy, so that was pretty epic. Also in the ensemble, I was a little ghost. It was great. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then was your what was your uh, your Broadway debut? Was it beautiful? Yeah, my Broadway debut was in twenty uh 15 or 16 i think i want to say 16 and uh yeah i was i was a swing and beautiful for quite a while that was sweet beautiful so what song. was sorry i didn't mean to cut you off oh no i just said beautiful such a great show that's all it is um what so growing up in cincinnati i'm assuming you saw a lot of tours that maybe came through or you grew up on movie musicals i guess what was that first thing uh that kind of like oh i want to do this like this this is this is what i want to do or did that come later after like you know you were more in choir and things like that and i guess what was your what was your experience growing up and falling in love with that i always i innately was a performer since i was like six we used to um african dance as a family on saturday afternoons and um from there uh, a director asked kind of poached my mom and was like she should be in theater and uh so then I start doing little plays and taking dance class so it, it was always something that I did I think I was in the seventh grade when I wanted to actually pursue it I went to a performing arts school mm-hmm. uh, what is the moment though? I, it, it just was always the thing. I, I knew I, I wanted to be a pop star actually, to be completely honest. I definitely, I like begged my mom to move us, relocate us to Orlando so that I could, or uh, LA so that I could be on Disney. <laughs> like, I so wanted to be a Disney pop star. Um, but I think it, it was the seventh grade that I was like, oh, I, I like musical theater. I'm connecting to these songs, the storytelling. Um, of musical theater. And uh, I went to camps and stayed in school and I worked at Kings Island, which is an amusement park. Yeah, yeah. In Cincinnati. Yeah, it just was, the road was just always kind of clear. I I really cannot pinpoint it. But I do, to answer your question, coincidentally enough, my aunt took me to see The Lion King when I was um, pretty young. And I didn't see a lot of shows actually. That was the first show that I had seen and I was pretty old and uh, I remember just seeing the performers up there and just feeling like I should be there and I kind of just continued to pursue it. Cool. Okay, so you're growing up. You're allowed to choose your Mount Rushmore of pop stars you look up to. Who are those four pop stars on your personal growing up Mount Rushmore? Uh, That would be Whitney Houston and... Rihanna, Beyonce, Madonna, Prince, Michael Jackson. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> what, what, what was like your go-to song that you would just hum to yourself or sing in the shower or whatever? 
Whitney Houston. I was, I was such a Whitney Houston fan growing up. Sure. Amazing. That's so good. <laughs> Wait, what, Kimberly, Kevin, what are your like pops growing up pop star uh, Mount Rushmore's? You're talking to people who listen to cast albums more than pop music, Brian. <laughs> yeah, look at my so hair. I'm just like, um, Heather Headley. <laughs> yeah, if I had to pick, I would say that I listened to. Well, I mean, I listened to all of Linda Edder's like albums that weren't in musical <laughs> theater. I was super gay, but like, so there's that. But like, I like Sarah Bareilles. I I followed her from like her very first albums. Was um, that childhood. Uh, I mean, that was like early high school when she first like. I guess that's like, true. Like her first EP or whatever. I found it in a Borders bookshop when I challenged myself to go in there and not buy a cast album, but buy like something pop. And like Sarah's out, like first EP was like close by to the cast album. So I bought that. Um, but like thinking about like growing up, like I listened to what my mom put in the car while we were driving. And that was mostly like Journey and Sticks and like 80s kind of like rock like that kind of stuff so like that's mostly what i think of of like childhood is that kind of music interesting i think of britney spears (laughs) oh yeah right wait brian didn't we we saw kimber in beautiful right i could check i have the flag of the program here we probably did i'm pretty sure we did swing so it would have been an insert which i'm sure you don't have Oh, if there was an insert that night, I absolutely have it. Really? You keep the inserts? Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. Do people so, not keep the inserts? Brian, you know, Brian has a binder of every single movie theater ticket he's ever bought. That's like, true. in order of what he's seen, like, in a little binder. Like It goes back to it. 1998. That's hardcore. Sure, hardcore is one way to describe it. <laughs> um, but, you know where else... Kind of other ways. Yeah, yeah, you know where else we get really hardcore? Where? Tuesdays in the corner with Kevin. It's Kevin's corner. Welcome to Kevin's corner where I get to ask or do whatever I want because it's my corner and I'm excited about it. Um, And so today we're playing, does any of this make sense to you? And basically what that means is I am going to tell you like a group or a crew or like a band and I want you to pick like which member of that group you feel like you identify with. And if it's something that's like too old for you to like have been like to know about, you can just say, I don't understand and we'll move on. Get the game? Mm-hmm. Great. So the first one is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Which Ninja Turtle would you be? I don't know those kids. I think I would be the rat though. splinter i love it i love it brian who would you be probably donatello i wanted to be donatello as a kid that's the one i always chose um i think i would have i think i am like if 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 teenage mutant ninja turtles were like our hogwarts houses i definitely would have been donatello because i feel like donatello is the ravenclaw michelangelo is the um uh uh hufflepuff uh-huh. Raphael is the Slytherin and Leonardo is the Gryffindor. Yeah, you really would have been Raphael 100%. Oh, really? I don't yeah. understand. And I would have been Michelangelo. Okay, so next one for you, Kimber. Um, I'm trying to get the Smurfs. I don't know those kids either. Oh, because I was thinking to myself there was a ride at, at um, the the theme park in Cincinnati. Smurth um, right? No, I'm like old school Cincinnati when it was like all Nickelodeon themed. And- oh, okay. Yeah, it was a Smurfs ride for a hot second. Okay. Um, Backstreet Boys. Which Backstreet Boy do you identify with? Um, which Backstreet Boy? I want to say Nick Lachey, but he's not a Backstreet Boy, is he? <laughs> no, he is. Oh, wait, no. That's, um, I'm thinking of Nick no, Carter. No. Yeah, Nick Lachey is 98 Degrees. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've been, it, it's Carter I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll go to <laughs> Carter. 100%. Um, Spice Girls. Well, I mean, I feel like casting, I would have to say scary, but like if I'm truly just tapping into my desires, I, I would want to be posh. 
I feel way more connected to Josh. Okay. Uh, Beyonce, uh, uh, Destiny's Child. Kelly. Absolutely Kelly all the way. Kelly since day. She has some really good songs. She is fine, too. Like, she she is my goal body. Like, every time I see her, I'm just like, yeah, that is where I want to get to in my life. And she's always just had a really great body, great sense of style. She looks good in everything. When they had those gaudy outfits in, in the 90s, hers was always the best. Like she, yeah. I mean, it could have yeah. been anything. Kelly was rocking it. Um, yeah, and she's just, she's the second lead singer in the group, underrated, you know, all this time. Now she's getting her flowers. I love Kelly. I've always been a Kelly fan. Amen. Um, Rugrats. I feel like I'm Cynthia, the doll. Just recently, I, so I wear my natural <laughs> in the show. Um, and I have, so I start off with braids in the show, like five little braids and like five little parts. And then second act, um, Charisse, my hair lady, she takes them out, but she leaves the parts in because I have to put the braids back in. Like it's a, it's a quick change. But after the production number, when I'm like shaking my head, the, the hair kind of comes undone. And I swear I look like the Cynthia doll where it's like part here, <laughs> part here. And I say it and then I just see myself and I'm, I kind of like try to hide it. But now I'm just rocking with it because I love Cynthia and I love the Rugrats movie when she sings one way or another and she's looking for her. I, I yes. Just, yes. <laughs> love that doll. Oh, but so I love good. the Rugrats movie. <laughs> if I said The Little Mermaid, but you're not allowed to pick Ariel, I'm also choking on the wine. Oh. <laughs> but I'm thinking as well. That's hard. Um, yeah, it sounds like you're like. Crying about it? <laughs> You're joking. <laughs> I'm gonna be Ariel. Um, no, actually, Ariel is my least favorite Disney princess, so I'm not even mad about that. Oh, why? I'm, why? Because y'all, she is selfish. She's so selfish. She just wants to like. The father warns her, "This is not good for us. This is not good for the community," and she does it anyway. She goes. She trades her soul and, or her voice. And she like brings so much trauma and, you know, and danger to the rest of the community just because she wants to be where the people are. Doesn't make any sense. She's selfish and she's flighty. You know, Belle, she's, she, she's fighting for her father and she's a smart girl and, and she cares about community and people. Ariel only cares about herself. And Amen. no one cares about that. Um, I'd be the dad. He's wise. He's fine. He was super fine. <laughs> right? Dads, like he, he, he kills it. And, um, every time you see him now, he has these like gorgeous locks. I feel like every time I see a rendition of Ariel, the dad is just, he has these like, you know, beautiful locks of hair. So I, I'd be yeah. him. Amazing. All right. Well, that, this has been Kevin's corner. Well done. Right. Okay. Yeah, I found my. Uh, I found it. So let's see. It's like a, a one man show, watching you go through all your playbills back there. <laughs> I need Kevin's to organize. I need to organize them better. Um. Okay. So I do have an insert in here. So let's see. Drum roll, please. At, at this performance, the role of Barry Man will be played by Daniel Torres. Oh. So we didn't see you. Oh, no. But you are you are in my program. Sweet. And uh, we're going to read your bio. Yes. <laughs> and the bio says, let's find you. Uh, the bio says, here you are. <clears throat> Kimber Sprawl. Swing. Broadway debut, exclamation point. Regional, Walnut Street Theater, and Riverside Theater, Felicia in Memphis. Did you play it two separate, two separate times in those cities? or was It was a co-production. Cool. Um, 
uh, the Carnegie, Velma, and Chicago, the Muni, the Adams Family, Sacramento Music Circus, Hair, Music Theater, Wichita, Pillar, uh, Pilar in Legally Blonde, Love to My Beautiful Mother, CCM, and the roster. This is for you, Granny! Exclamation point. That's so nice. Is the, oh, the roster is your agency. Uh, that they were for a time, yeah. Nice. They were. <laughs> Sweet, yeah. I, Amazing. I think the roster was like a cool thing you called like your friends, like, and the roster. That's what I thought too, like CCM and the roster. No, we call each other the harmonics, actually. <laughs> really? Oh, okay. We do. And they're probably going to crack up that I'm telling you that. But yeah, we call, we joined, we formed an alliance in college and we went, we used to go on, you know, just crazy trips together. And the six of us, we just traveled so well. I don't know where harmonics came from, but anytime the roll call is, ah, uh, everybody like puts their note in. And like, <laughs> <laughs> if that goes down, then, you know, it's going to be a crazy night. That's incredible. Someone carry a pitch pipe to make sure you're all ready. Oh, always. <laughs> That's so cool. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about uh, the girl from the North Country. <coughs> um, I don't know. Tell us about the process coming back from all of this. Um, we, it was a very strange process just because it, it was so surreal that after a year and a half, we were there in the same room together again but we have such an extraordinary group of people a a loving team an extraordinary team that the process itself was pretty smooth I mean we came in I think we rehearsed for like three weeks we were pretty lucky because we we did previews we rehearsed we did previews and then we opened a week later we closed but we already had good bones you know sure yeah Um, but mostly I just felt super grateful you know I you imagine the time what it's gonna be like when you go I know that I had a a lot of anxiety because you know I didn't know what it was gonna be like I didn't know what the world was gonna be like Um, Mm -hmm. like I said we just have such a great support system that um, it ends up being pretty great I think the hardest thing for me not yeah. trying to call out the flaws, but but only because like it it was as seamless as it could have been. Like it was just such a totally experience. But you forget how much energy you're <laughs> constantly have to put out just being in an ensemble of people and interacting with everyone who works in the building, everyone who works behind the stage, and even getting to work. Like you're, and then you're performing. So energy is constantly going out, and so for the first couple of weeks, I was just exhausted from that. Like it wasn't even the show itself. It's just like, I was in, we all were in our little COVID bubbles for so long. Like I interacted Mm -hmm. with five people and then all of a sudden it was like, you know, 200% (laughs) again. And that took a lot. And it still is a huge adjustment. Like, I feel like I do one activity and I'm, I'm exhausted. Like I talked to two people and I'm exhausted. It's that social stamina. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. How um, how long did it go down? <laughs> yeah, big time. Yeah. <laughs> how long did it take for you to kind of like get that eight shows a week kind of stamina back, like and feeling comfortable with it? Are you still in that process? I'm still in the process, and we're only doing seven shows right now. We start our eight show week, I think, in two more weeks. So I have money mm. off, which is amazing. Oh, that's incredible! Yeah. Phenomenal. You should just only do that forever um but yeah it mentally and emotionally it is a very hard show to to manage and and gear up to every single night and um so uh, what I'm just I'm giving myself grace I in my mind I feel like I need to be doing a thousand things I need to be going to the gym and I need to be having voice lessons and taking all these auditions and stuff because that's what we are used to doing or at least I was used to doing before the pandemic but um I'm just giving myself a lot of grace it's just chill like I didn't do anything today I watched a lot of like big mouth and I had a great time (laughs) usually if I'm off I'm like okay how many things can I get done in one day yeah sure and that just leaves me room 
to, so that when I am on stage and I am in that theater with those people, I'm able to give my heart and soul to the show because that's what it deserves. Like, it's just, it's such a beautiful piece of art and theater um, that I, I want to be able to preserve everything for for the, our little town in Duluth. I love that. That's awesome. Um, how familiar were you with Bob Dylan's music before this show? I wasn't actually very familiar at all. And I'm embarrassed about it, but it's 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 the tea, it's the truth. I knew Make You Feel My Love because Adele sang it. I knew Blowing in the Wind because I love uh, Forrest Gump and Jenny Singh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but I didn't know. I, I knew the man, the you know, the legend, but mm-hmm. I didn't, I wasn't familiar or intimate with his work at all. Um, and now I just feel so lucky to to know him personally and and know all his history. Bob Dylan is an insanely prophetic genius, and I'm I'm just happy that I get to sing his music and, and learn so much about him every day now. And I'm still learning. Like I just came across a woman, uh, Joan Baez. Is that her name? A folk yeah. singer. Mm-hmm. Joan Baez. Yeah. Baez. Yeah. And I and Odetta, who's another like really cool folk singer. And I'm I just kind of like dug in. And then it turns out like yeah, they were best friends with Bob Dylan. They toured together. They wrote music together. I'm constantly just finding him in places that I never yeah. said because he truly is just. You know, everyone wanted a piece of him and he, he gave so much to to our community. So and, and, and jumping off of that in terms of giving, like, what do you want people to take away after seeing the show? Whether it's the message that you were trying to get through from before, um, you know, uh, when you were open for a week or is it different because of the 18 months? Like, what do you what do you now try and do you hope people walk out of that theater with? Uh, many things. The first thing that pops in my head, I was just talking to a friend about it. I want to, I think this show sets a new precedent for what musical theater can be. I think, especially on Broadway and commercially, we think it has to be super big and showy and and it has to be wrapped up in the bow and gives you everything. I want to be able to, to show the audience and teach the audience that, um, musical theater can be um, an experience that um, it is made for you to think. And this show, you don't get everything at once. It it is meant for the audience to just have their own kind of perspective and opinion. Like you can literally watch the show next to your friend and y'all can take away a completely different concept. And that is okay. You know, I feel Mm -hmm. like people are like, often frustrated where it's like, well, what is it? Was she pregnant or was she not? And it's like, well, how did you feel? Like, what did you think? So I just yeah, I yeah. want that to be like, I, I just want people to come um, with an open mind about that. Um, furthermore, I just want people to know Bob Dylan and, and know and see how universal his music is. Even if you're not a Bob Dylan fan, I was not. And I feel like I learned so many lessons about love and family and um, my, and not religion, but uh, spirituality, you know, Mm -hmm. it's such a strong spiritual piece that I feel like people, I didn't even know that I need it, but it truly helped me through the pandemic. Um, The show is based in, 1937 Duluth Minnesota during the Great Depression and it was so hard for me to even to imagine what it was like to survive something like the Great Depression and it wasn't until we experienced the pandemic that I realized oh as human beings we you just you can you're continuously finding ways to evolve and survive and while you're trying to survive and and cope with your basic like needs you also you want to be loved and you want to be understood and and you want to make connections and I think that is like a powerful thing about the great depression that isn't really talked about in the history books and that and and now we know that we've all experienced it and and human beings continue to experience things like that and evolve and survive that makes sense yeah it absolutely makes sense that's so true because I feel like we've all like gone through the pandemic for so long now that we forget that like, this is like a a history moment in Mm -hmm. time, like the great depression was. And like, 
you don't often live through those things. <laughs> Here we are. Yeah. And boy, oh boy, have we lived through a lot of those things. And in 50 years, there'll be a jukebox musical about Zooms. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Zoomsicle. Yeah. Zoomsicle? <laughs> yeah. Um, I love that. Yeah. I watch Zoomsicle uh, from my computer. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus um, do you have any favorite movie musicals that are just like these are my movie musicals? These are the these are like like what's your Mount Rushmore? This is my new thing. What's your Mount Rushmore of movie musicals? Like what are the ones you what are your uh like remote droppers? Like you watch it, like it's on TV, remote goes down. Oh drop, that's intense. That's intense. Um uh... First thing I thought of was Chicago, man. I think that's one of the best movie musicals out oh, there. I personally love it better than the Broadway production. That is the, and I never say that. Yeah, yeah. That, that did better for me on on the screen than it does on Broadway. Are you sure. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And the like, I, and the Broadway production is incredible. It's just that story, the way that the medium like told that story was just such a fascinating take that it was just like. Ah, this is what they were going for. Like, yeah, yeah I, I dare say that Chicago needs to be revived on Broadway, and, he, and it needs to be more like the movie. Like, I want interesting. The I want I love the black and you know and, and everything kind of like scaled down. But for those production numbers, you know, I, I want to see the color. I want to see the glitz and the glamour. Like. I love Chicago for that. Oh yeah, if yeah, I could go back in time, I'd see the original production of Chicago. Because I think it was a lot more, like, colorful Big. and more like the movie in the seventies. Yeah, I would love to see that too. Well, I have a time machine here. Let's go! <laughs> Don't roll your eyes, Kevin. You wish I had a time machine. I do so bad. Chicago is a great one. Yeah, I know, right? No, we can only see Chicago. That's the only um, thing my time machine does. It does. It takes us to 1975. You can't even see a chorus line. You can only see Chicago. <laughs> yeah, um, being able to move through time is one of my superhero dreams. Like if I, if I had to pick a power, that yeah. time would be one of them. I oh, just want to know the, the truth. I want to know all the scandals. I want to know what went down. I, I, I want to okay. know what I myself. So you have the ability, this is your superpower. Now let's, let's, let's figure it out. Can you, you could travel to any point in time. Are there limitations to your power? Can you only travel back to points in time that you've been in and redo those? No, I, there are no limits at all, but I want to travel back to specific moments in history where there's like a lot of discrepancies or, you, look, history is only written and made and preserved by the people in power and so right. i want the tea like i want to go back look, like did Anne Berlin cheat on henry VIII? we'll never know i want to go back i want to find out if she did mm. she claims that she did it and she still got her head chopped off i want to know the tea okay can you so need yeah, more solving murders <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah. <laughs> my what, a, <laughs> what a wild cold case TV show. All right, so, so here's my question for you. I need another rule in there. Can you change history or are you only quietly observing it? Oh, well, 
because I love control, yes, I would say that I I could change it. All right. <laughs> but cool. I'm egalitarian and I would say, no, that's not fair. I just want to go back and give it to you. It'd be so, but that would be the conflict in the movie, right? Like, oh, she yeah. wants to change it, but she can't. She just, and know. would you come back and like share the truth and like set the history books right? Or would you like keep all of this to yourself? No, and sort of podcast. I think I would need to set the record straight. For, yeah. I would, I would rewrite the history books. Yeah. So, oh, it's a podcast. You go back and interview all of these people. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then release it now. Uh, okay. So what, so the first piece of tea is that like, what other pieces of tea intrigue you greatly? Okay. That's a big one. Uh, let me see what else. I mean, I just saw, I just watched Hamilton for the seventh time and I still just, I want to be there. I want, I heard that like John Lawrence and Hamilton were like a thing. So I would love to go back and get that tea. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, what else? Are we talking about like Amelia Earhart, what happened, like all that kind of stuff, or just like just yeah, you can go anywhere. Yeah, yeah, just anything that intrigues you. And are you what you know? You watch a movie, a history movie, and you're like, wow, I really would love to know what actually happened. Sure. Yeah. Well, you know, I've got one. I would go back to see if FDR knew that the Japanese were going to attack Pearl Harbor. Uh, it, like if he let it happen to join the war to save the economy or if it was really a surprise. That's what I would want to know. Yeah. Is that a rumor? That's a rumor? Yeah. 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 Kevin and I just found out there's a rumor that JFK had a lover, like male lover. Yeah, we just found that out. Did. Most people probably did. They, they called probably him the, did. They called him the first, the, what, the first The friend. first friend. And he had, and a he room. had his own room. In the White House, and he went on trips with him, and like everywhere they're 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 at, like they're taking like the gay thirst trap pictures, like on boardwalks and stuff. And I'm like, girl, I know those boys. Like, <laughs> I'm friends with those boys. I know what this is. I also would love to go back, and this is like horrible, but I would love to go back, and I can't imagine slaves escaping and 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 fleeing to the north. Like I want to go on that journey. Like. What was that like? Oh, you know? Oh my god! I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. I would love mm-hmm. to. You know? Yeah. And we also have it's this like such the, this. Sorry, Kevin. Go. I'll just say like the <laughs> adrenaline, the terror, the like, just like mm-hmm. all of that, just like constantly going for like weeks as or, like date like as oh like I. How did they know where they were going? They did not have maps yeah. or cell phones. Like that star, they follow the drinking board. Yep. I gotta find a drinking gourd at night. I can never find it. I would have been toast. Totally, you know, but at least, at least, at least, at least, there wasn't as much York, smog. There. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bring <laughs> the same joke. Like I get out of the subway and it tells you what is like. You're getting out of the northeast side, and I'm like, okay, I still turned the wrong way the first yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would have been totally screwed. Emma, oh my god, yeah. That's <laughs> incredible. That's a good one. Um, well, on that note, should we play a game? Okay. Yes, please. Sure. Um, not time-related at all. Um, <laughs> in fact, when this episode airs, it will be after Thanksgiving, which means it is finally time to pull out my list of the upcoming Hallmark Christmas movies. <laughs> oh, this... I forgot about this game. I'm very excited. Um, so what I have is, um, on one tab of my phone is a list of upcoming Christmas movies. Uh, the fun fact about the list this year is there are no synopses available. So I couldn't play my normal game of, did I make this movie up? Yes. So instead I have on another tab, um, just some pop Christmas hits. And so when it's your turn, you will receive, um, a pop music hit for Christmas and a Hallmark movie title. Mm-hmm. And then I would like for you to make me a movie musical with that title and that Christmas song being the title track. Not Well, not the title track. The, the, the featured crux song. of yeah. the film. The featured yeah, yeah. song. Brian, would you like to go first? Happily. Wonderful. Say when for a movie title. When for a movie title. Well done. Mm-hmm. Went all the way to the bottom. There we go. 
You got Debbie McComer's A Mrs. Miracle Christmas. Debbie McComer's um, A what? What? A Mrs. Miracle Christmas. I would assume this is some sort of series, Mrs. Miracle. Okay, I'm just gonna I'm gonna go with a Mrs. Miracle X Christmas. Great, and now say when for a pop song. Say when for a pop song. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Okay. It's a pop song. Judy Garland version. Go. Oh, okay. This one says Sam Smith's version. That's why it's on this list. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, what was her name? Debbie Fowler. McComer. Debbie McComer. McCumber? I have no idea. Okay. Debbie McComer, uh, Mrs. Miracle Xmas. So Debbie McComer is a uh, woman who lives in the Midwest, and she is uh, single during Christmas, and she really wants a – she has to go home for Christmas, and she's always the lonely one, her brothers or sisters, and and she's very happy – with 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 how she is she she in terms of like she has an awesome career she just like around the holidays she gets a little lonely she doesn't have anyone to share it with okay so on her way home um she gets into a fender bender uh with uh someone in front of them who we never really learned this person's name spoiler alert it's mrs miracle and so she gets into a little fender bender and for, and her car and and Debbie's car doesn't work, and there's something weird about it because like it was just a bump and like all of a sudden her her engine doesn't work. That's a wild thing. So then um, they get into her car and it's kind of it becomes this road trip thing home, um, and uh, on the radio. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. The radio is broken in Debbie's car, and that's the song that just keeps playing on loop. And it is symbolic of uh, Debbie's frustrations in the car with Mrs. Miracle. Um, so, like at one point, they're both singing along and enjoying it and talking about their lives. And then, like they just like you know, at one point, they just get so frustrated because like they're they're over the song. Like turn it off. They can't turn it off. And she's just like she gets frustrated about her life. Um, and then she finally gets home and uh, through conversation and whatnot, um, she she goes home and she realizes that like life is good. She doesn't need somebody right now. It'll happen in time, whatever the case may be. And then um, at the end, she like goes to a bar with her friends and um, have yourself a merry little Christmas is playing on the jukebox Um and then uh, she gets into a conversation uh, with somebody at the bar and uh, we see Debbie outside with like a twinkle in her eye. And like, I don't know, she's Mrs. Claus or something like something wild like that at the end. Um, and so this is Debbie McCobber's, uh, a Mrs. Miracle Xmas, uh, start with featuring Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Well done. Wonderful. I took the pleasure of Googling Debbie McComer while you were doing that. She's a romance novelist, and this is an adaptation of her novel starring Caroline Ray of Sabrina the Teenage Witch fame. Yeah, I do love as Mrs. Miracle. Great, love I met her uh, in a home life line once. I will, I will keep that casting as her as Mrs. Miracle in mind. Great. Oh, absolutely. And I think that um, Debbie in this. So this is how Debbie gets the idea for writing. Uh, a Mrs. Miracle x Yeah, and I'm going to cast Debbie as uh, uh, I'm, I'm Audra, Audra McDonald because she's going to have to sing a version of Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas for the soundtrack and for the end credits. Or maybe it's a karaoke bar at the end and she decides to sing Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas and then somebody else comes up to join her. I like that better. Okay. Great. Kevin, are you ready for a turn? I'm ready. Say when. When. Open by Christmas. Got it. Say when. When. All I want for Christmas is you. Great. Okay. So this is a musical about... um, it's a Hallmark musical, so we're going to go and make this cheesy. All right. So it is about a wife who is home 
in the United States for the holidays whilst her, you know, we're going to make the, the, um, we're going to make Hallmark progressive while her, uh, her lesbian partner is away fighting in uh, the, a war. So she is like somewhere (laughs) overseas warring it. And uh, so the, the, the wife is home, the holidays by herself. And so the wife that is in the service, uh, service person um, in the army, she has sent all of these envelopes, but they're not being like delivered to the house. They're like throughout her wife's day, she's being delivered these envelopes and they're all like, she keeps opening them and they're kind of like building almost like a scavenger hunt style thing because she can't be there with her for Christmas. So she's giving her this like fun adventure of like randomly finding these envelopes and they're all clues that are leading her to different places to find another envelope. And it keeps going and she doesn't know what it's leading to. And then at the end, the last clue takes her to the airport. And when she gets to the airport, her partner is getting off a flight because she's come home for the holidays. And it's like this, like, yay, we're together kind of thing. And um, just in the airport, when they, like, when she gets there and sees her walking down, like, the tarmac, uh, All I Want for Christmas is You is playing. And it's actually Mariah Carey, like, singing it live in the movie. Um, Obviously. That's her, that's her set at, like, you know, at JFK. A hundred percent. So it's just, like, her set up at, like, a grand piano actually <laughs> singing it. And then they get together. So that's... Uh, Open, wait till, what is it? Open in Christmas? Open, open by Christmas. Open by Christmas with All I Want for Christmas is You. Boom. And I did just Google the synopsis real quick of the actual film, which you're not far off, when Nikki finds an unopened Christmas card. And then from there, from an old secret admirer, she and her best friend embark on a quest to find the anonymous author. Oh, cute. I like that. That's like Letters to Juliet. Yeah. You say Nomeo and Juliet? Just like it. <laughs> I love Nomeo and Juliet. No, Brian. We have one episode where you don't talk about Nomeo and Juliet. <laughs> All right, Kimber, Kimber you would you like a turn? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, say when. When? Coyote Creek Christmas. Coyote? Coyote Creek Christmas. Okay. okay. And say when for a song. When? <clears throat> oh, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas by Michael Bublé. All right. Well, we start in November and this couple decides that they want to go on a hike together. It's late. No, uh, no, it's actually December. I'm lying. It, but it's not like close to Christmas yet. And they're gonna go on this hike. They hike through, they go to upstate. What, what's the place in upstate? Uh, uh, Mo- Ithaca? Mohonk. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Lake Mohonk is beautiful. It is very beautiful. And it's all, what's my song again? Sorry, I want it for Christmas you. Yeah. Um, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. It's beginning to look like Christmas. Okay, you're right. Yeah, yeah. And so they, they go on this hike and they get into this like massive fight and they end up going their separate ways. Back at the cabin, they both decide to write this note um, to each other to basically like lay everything out. It, it's like, it's Christmas time. They've been going through issues. I feel like they should still be together because, you know, that's what their families want from them, but they don't actually know if they're compatible. So basically the guy, he's like, you know what? Um, I'm going to be at this, the top of this mountain. And if you can make it there, then I know that you want to be with me forever. If you don't, I'm just going to assume that, you know, um, you don't want to be with me and it's fine. So she doesn't know if she's going to go. Um, at the last minute, she decides to go. She, they both get caught in, this, in a storm and um, she gets eaten by a coyote and um, he waits there. 
he waits there and it's it starts to look like Christmas. The snow is falling. It's like the most beautiful night. And he knows because they, they love Christmas, like, like she'll be there. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas starts to play. And he ends up dying there because he waits for her the whole time because he knows that she'll show. Ooh. Like a We're fable. Do a lot of readings for this, but I don't. <laughs> it has good bones. It has, it has good really bones. good bones. And I'm also I'm obsessed with the way you kind of buried the lead, where you're like, and then she got eaten by a coyote, and then and I was like, whoa, wait, what? <laughs> the coyote has a song. Like <laughs> this is like Sleepless in Seattle, but like a horror film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're, we're gonna have to work it, but I know it's good. I was here for it. Oh no, I'm I'm going to watch this and make it be my favorite <laughs> film. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, Kimberly, I of course googled the synopsis of Coyote Creek Christmas that will yes. appear on the Hallmark Channel. While throwing a Christmas around the world party at her family's inn, an event planner discovers Christmas magic with a charming father-son duo. <laughs> what? What? I like the matter, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, if I had the option, I'd be tuning into yours. No yeah. question. Absolutely. I don't want I don't want some vet planner girl to find magic with a father and his son. What are you doing? Yeah, over what does there, that mean Hallmark? with a father son duo? What are you doing over there, Hallmark? Are they magicians? Like, what's it right? Like, what are they doing? Are they <laughs> do they build furniture? Like, is it like a thing that they've taught each other? Like, what yeah, yeah, Coyote Creek Furniture Building. I'm all about it. All right, Kimberly. All right, Kevin, say one for me. When? Mm. Next stop, Christmas. <laughs> That's such a good one. Okay, say one. When? Christmas Makes Me Cry by Casey Musgraves. Oh, okay. A little country. I actually don't know if I know that song, but the, the title says it all. Yeah, so it'll fine. be fine. <laughs> um, next stop, Christmas, uh, happens on an overnight train trip across the country in which, uh, like, a jaded L.A. journalist just wants to see the snow and so pitches a story about taking a, like, cross-country train trip in, like, just a fancy needed. sleeper car. Um, to go see his family in New York where it will be snowy for Christmas. And um, on the trip, mm, because it's, it's prompted by a very bad breakup, of course, just a sudden desire to spend a week on a train. Mm-hmm. And the train makes a lot of stops in all of these small towns. And in every small town, there's like, an old wise couple that gives love advice like over a cup of coffee and then they like sing a song and then he gets back on the train and the train breaks down and then it snows and then uh just a lot of like sitting at the train cabin window as the snow is coming down crying because Christmas makes them cry this sounds like sad Stephen Sondheim company on a train yeah oh and there's also like there's a big scene in the cafe car where like all of the travelers are talking about why they're going home for christmas or like why they're not staying where they are for christmas how did this christmas game get so sad so quickly (laughs) i'll make mine happy at the end and then at the end um oh like Turns out in the cabin next to him all along was like his high school flame and they reconnect. Yay! And they fall in love and that's the end. And the like conductor is the narrator the whole time. More of the oh, story I like that. Is, if you're depressed, go back to another ex. Yay! <laughs> Yay! That <laughs> happens. It happens. Here and there. Definitely happens. <laughs> all right, so, that was this year's Hallmark movie roundup. Yes. So before we uh, end here, um, while we're talking about holidays, do you have holiday traditions that you do every year with family or friends or, or whatever the case may be? Um, I honestly don't. I do love skiing. I, I have to make sure I, I ski at least twice, um, you know, 
we go up to Tremblant in uh, Connecticut. That's kind of become like my tradition. Sure. All adult in New York City. Um, my partner's family, they have a bunch of traditions. Um, white elephant is like a big thing they like to play for Christmas. Sure. Um, yeah, we, we honestly like didn't even celebrate <clears throat> that growing up for me. So we just kind of wing it. Cool. I love that. All right. And now on the total opposite end of the spectrum, uh, we're going to do uh, stage door stories. Oh, yeah. Um, do you have any stage door stories from your experience, just like heartwarming or funny or or not so funny or whatever kind of what, what pops to your head when, when I say stage door to you? Whether it's you stage dooring or someone stage dooring, you know, at, at the beautiful door or, or whatever the case may be. many cool ones to be completely honest but there was this woman who like came to the stage door once and I like randomly told her I don't know how we got on the subject of like coca-cola uh she loves coke but she loves diet coke and I was like no absolutely not like I cannot drink this if I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it big and for the next year she would send me coke and that was just that was just so sweet that's an incredible story. Oh, oh is that okay? <laughs> that's, that's so crazy. nice. Yeah, I'm just like, yeah. I don't have any like crazy. She like, sent you like Coca Cola. Coca Cola, yes, Coca Cola. <laughs> she sent me Coke, a bottle. She sent me cans as well. Like she was sending me, you know, because I have a thing. There, there's this ongoing thing. I would like to get your opinion. But what, what's better in a bottle and a can? What do you? Coke in a bottle. Your bottle. I don't drink soda, but I would assume it's a bottle. Mm. No, the, can is the correct the answer. Can, the can is the absolute correct answer. But yeah. you don't yeah, have a can or fountain. No, fountain is the absolute worst. Oh. Never get a wow. That seems controversial. I agree because the fountain so gets water. It's watered down and flat. You got to go with the can. Yeah, That's the ratio. When the can is cold and you get that first crack and mm-hmm. it, you can't beat it. Mm-hmm. It like with the I, for me fountains the ratio between the sugar and the carbonation is always off. Except if you go to Chipotle, Chipotle and McDonald's they have the best fountain drinks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> McDonald's is the best Diet Coke in the world. Yeah, and that's only because Chipotle used to be owned by McDonald's, so they have. The oh, true. Thing. Are they not anymore? I don't think so. I think Chipotle is its own entity now. You were dropping the tea. Listen, well, she went back she in went time back to in find time. that out. I found out. I got the tea for you. Oh, wait. Huh. I looked up um, the real synopsis of the movie I did, whatever it was called, Next Stop Christmas. It's about time travel. Oh, really? Uh, she finds herself magically transported into the past, and Angie has a chance to relive the Christmas and learn what's truly important to her. Oh, that's so sweet. of the Good for Angie. Oh, Angie. <laughs> well... On that note, that brings us to the end of our episode. Um, Kimber, thank you so much for joining us. Everyone go see Girl from the North Country. Um, where can they find you on social media? Um, my Instagram is Kimber Elaine Sprawl. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can find that in our uh, description of this episode. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, you can find us on social media at Twitter, Instagram at broad wasted. You can find us on uh, our Facebook group. Join that. We do some theater nerdy stuff. Um, join our Patreon where we're doing a lot of awesome, cool stuff, some behind the scenes stuff for our radio musical this year. So um, you're definitely going to want to check that out. Um, and then in addition to all of that, of course, this is a podcast. So find us wherever you get your podcasts, um, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple podcasts, rate and review us there. Five stars, please. And thank you. Yeah, for the holidays, rate and review us. Uh, that would be your gift to us. We'd really appreciate that. The more reviews and ratings that we get, the more people find us and the longer we can do this um, uh, with people finding us and, and, and expanding um, uh, what we've done here. So we really appreciate you doing that. Um, but on that note, we always end with a quote. And that quote is, I idiot wind. Blowing every time you move your mouth. Blowing down the back roads heading south. Idiot wind. Blowing every time you move your teeth. Um, 
again, see Girl from the North Country. Um, you can get tickets for that. Uh, we highly suggest you see it. Um, thank you so, 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 so much for joining us. And, you know, we know you're busy and, and you're working on that social stamina. So thank you for giving some of it to us. We yeah, appreciate it. Have y'all seen, seen the show yet? No, I no. haven't. Wait, you saw it Kevin, Kevin, did you? Yes. Well, you saw it oh, two years I ago, saw, right? I saw it like pre-pandemic. Oh, okay, okay. You gotta come back. Gotta see yeah, it I, I saw it early preview, so I need to come back. Hmm. Mm. We'll be back. We'll, we'll be back. <laughs> but we end every episode, we raise a glass. And yeah, we'll be back for the first time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we <laughs> raise a glass and we say, Cheers, Cheers, everyone. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.